This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. I'm so excited for this conversation that I am up out of the chair and ready. Um, We are celebrating all things beauty inside and out, and our next guest couldn't be more apropos for this subject. Her book title has grabbed all of our attention. It's on every show, it's on every news, it's literally the water cooler conversation in our world right now. Take a look at Emily's story. You probably know Emily Ratajkowski as a model for mega brands like Versace and Marc Jacobs, and as an actress in movies like I Feel Pretty and Gone Girl. She's also a social media influencer all over Instagram. But her new book, My Body, is raw and honest. In it, Emily opens up about the time at age 21 when she appeared naked in Robin Thicke's music video, Blurred Lines. It's during this early brush with fame that Emily alleges Thicke groped her. Just one more instance of many in her life where she says she's been made to feel degraded, commodified, or less than, and how at the time she quietly accepted it. Now, after years of self-examination, Emily no longer wants to stay quiet. She is speaking her truth and inspiring others to do the same. One fan recently commented on her Instagram You're leading by example and giving women who might not have the platform voice or strength to vocalize their experience, comfort in knowing that they are not alone. We couldn't have said it better ourselves. She is an inspiration for a new generation of people learning to live in and love their own bodies while also demanding respect. Please welcome Emily Ratajkowski. By the way, how was Howard Stern? Yeah, I just came from Howard. It's weird, I like did an hour and a half. It's the longest interview I think I've done with someone and he was great. Well, he, you know, he used to be a big button pusher in my life because he would have my mom on all the time. And I've done his shows a bunch of times now. Yeah, He's the man I truly respect, which just goes to show he also talks about therapy and Mm -hmm. change. Mm -hmm. And we grow up and we have different opinions and feelings about things. So I want to get into all of that with you. Please, that's why I'm here. (laughs) Okay, good. Well, let's start with mom. Because that really affected me in Mm -hmm. your book. And I'm just curious, your mom feeds you a lot of messages of, your looks, your beauty. Mm-hmm. How do you think that formed you? Yeah, I mean, I think that every woman, I was really interested in talking about mother-daughter relationships 
because every woman I know, their mom sort of instilled this messaging of this is how you're gonna survive in the world. Um, you know, whether it was with negative comments or kind of like paying too much attention to the way they look or saying, you know, it's important to be thin or, you know, just any kind of subliminal messaging that comes through in really small ways. And I think that moms, I'm a mom now, um, you kind of, you don't realize that you're even doing that. And it's a response to your own experiences. My mom's father was very, um, his attitude was like, you should never say thank you when um, when somebody says you're beautiful because you haven't done anything to deserve it. So she, like you haven't earned your beauty. So it's not a real compliment. So she had a lot of shame around the way she looked and complicated, you know, conflicted feelings. So when it came to me, she was very like, you know, you own it, you do your thing. I had puberty very young. Um, and she was like, just celebrate your body, do, you know, whatever. She also, um, you know, saw modeling as a great way to make money potentially for, for somebody who, um, you know, she was a English professor. My dad was a high school art teacher and all of my friends were working service industry jobs. And she was like, this could be a great way for her to make money. Um, and I think in some ways she didn't realize that, you know, what happened. And I write about this in the book that is I would lay in bed and pray to be beautiful. I didn't pray to be super smart or for safety or all the things that somebody could pray for. Um, I wanted to be beautiful. And I think, you know, it wasn't just her, it was the whole kind of world saying that's how women become powerful, become successful. I saw men who were presidents and rock stars and actors, and they all seemed really powerful. But to me, the most powerful women were the most beautiful and like the sexiest. So I, I wanted that. Now, when you talk about the Blurred Lines video, um, which as I read that chapter in the book, I was interested going into it because I had heard a lot about it in the public. When you're writing that, do you know this is going to grab, this yeah. is going to pop and, and rise to the top? What were your thoughts? I didn't want to write it. <laughs> I didn't want to write the essay. Um, you know, but it was something that I had talked about evolution. In my 20s, I had always said I felt so empowered on that video, which, by the way, is just still true. I had an amazing time on that set. I was All with women crew, ton of women, women. directors, cinematographer. Oh, man, compared to other jobs I was doing at that point, it was the most fun I'd ever had. And I think it reflects in the in the video. You know, you can see that I'm being silly and having fun. Yep. Um, and they're encouraging that. It yes. It was goofy. It was sweet. Yes. It was fun. Yes. And it felt like I was dancing for my girlfriends, like yeah. at a slumber party or something. There was um, permission. Yeah. And... You know, for a long time, I sort of said to the world, like, this is empowerment. Feminism is about choice. Look at, I've had this success. I felt great about my body. Like, but that wasn't the whole experience on the video. Um, there were power dynamics at play, even though it was a bunch of women. Um, it was, you know, very clear who was in charge. And there were ways that, you know, as somebody who was working a job, you know, I wasn't protected. And it was, it felt like I was obligated you know, for the book itself, because it's a huge theme is how I've evolved and, you know, looking, taking a harder look at experiences that I'd sort of said, that was that. It was this simple and saying, no, there's also this other side, you know, it's nuanced. And he, he is in charge. It's mm -hmm. his video. I didn't know also that he had been drinking. Yeah. And you're in a video mm -hmm. and you're thinking, you know, what do you think? Is it him thinking, I'm going to grab you and, and this is going to be a great moment you know, for the video possibly, is it just lost in the sauce? Is it not being told this is, this is a no-touch situation? And I so understand the walking away confused mm -hmm. and not realizing until later yeah. 
But when you realize later, you like, I'm realizing that now this is going to color the whole book or yeah. screw it. I'm going to talk about it. And my book's going to rise above and around that yeah. one headline. Yeah. So that was hard. You know, that's why I didn't want to write it is I knew that that would be the only part of the book that people would focus on in some ways. It would be the, the juicy headline and everyone was going to be like, yes, celebrity, you know, memoir. Um, but I, I did think it was important because I had said, I had spoken out so much about that video before and I wanted to set the record straight about, you know, how I've evolved and, and um, my beliefs have changed. But yeah, it's, it's been a little, you know, I hope people actually get to read. At one point I was going to publish the essay online so that it was accessible, um, but they wanted to do sort of a, a like a, um, a trimmed down version. And I was like, no, no, I want every single word that's in the book to be read. So I'm hoping that when people read the actual essay, they're, they're able to understand what I was getting at. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll have more with Emily. Incredible Emily Radikowski. This book, when you are having, you know, women, young women read it, yeah. any female out there, I think it obviously pertains to men, but I'm just curious about the women. Um, what do you, if you could um, say that you would like them to get from the book? I mean, I think that, you know, there's just so much um, conflict and nuance and things that are shrouded, like power dynamics in our, in the reality of what it means to be a woman. You know, I think it doesn't, you don't have to be in the industry to relate to, you know, getting dressed in the morning and knowing like, ooh, this shirt is a little tight. Um, I'm going to get some attention that I'll probably like and also some attention that might not be so great. And, and that's like, every woman. Yes. Don't we all get dressed trying to figure out what messages are we sending today? Yeah. So I think that, you know, I wanted to, I feel like when I'm in my close, intimate female friendships and we're talking about this stuff, it's like an understanding. We're being vulnerable. We're kind of talking about the ways that can make us feel good and feel bad. And I wanted to, to be able to shine a light on those complexities um, and, you know, kind of just pull the, the veil off of those power dynamics and say, like, let's, let's let this be accepted as more um, as an understanding of our world. And you are anything but a victim. You are yes. in the driver's seat. Absolutely. And I love the road you are taking us no, on. No, I am not a victim at all. And I think that's really was important for me to, to have that in the book as oh, well. Oh, no, you are no chump. You are one seriously intelligent and strong, self-aware. Thank you. You're very self-aware. All right, well, when we announced that you were coming on the show today, we heard from a bunch of women okay. um, who were really inspired by you telling your story. And um, some of them had a message for you. I'd love to show you. Please. Okay. Hello, Emily. My name is Kenna Vasquez, and I wanted to make this to thank you for being an inspiration to women everywhere, including myself. And I wanted to also say thank you for speaking about women's issues that most women feel silenced about. I really appreciate that you take the time to actually do that. Emily, my name is Michelle Elizabeth. As a woman, I always felt that my power was given away to men, where I felt like I was an object to them and they were in charge. You telling your story has made me feel that I am in charge of my body, and I thank you for that. Hey, Emily, I'm Amanda Baez. Thank you for using your big platform to just share the importance of consent 
and that this is my body, this is my temple. The fact that you're going through the same circumstances that I'm going through, it just shows that we're all going through the same things. And that just didn't make me feel alone. So thank you for sharing your story. Just thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's really good. I mean, you're 30. 30. Yeah. I'm 46, and I feel like I've gone on a lifelong journey with you in this book. Oh, And you've healed me from things that... My younger years engaging in relationships was something that I don't talk about a lot. I have kids, and I won't talk about it now. That window is closed. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't mean that I don't still deal with things inside and look at my daughters and think how things can be different for them, you know, that they can have somebody to talk to who's looking out for them and caring about every step of their journey. I can't control them. I can't fix it for them, but I can be there to impart a shepherding wisdom and net and love and lifelong experiences that I would not know unless I lived them myself. And um, I I just, I thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, All right, your new book, it's Pub Day. Um, My Body, I love that you didn't put your face on there. I've heard that being talked about. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be available now, and um, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.